Welcome to Arts Underground. I'm Katie Ganaway, and we are continuing our series, Funny You Should Ask, today. And we have our special guests here from Rocket City Improv. We have Matt Carter and Sparky Shelton. Welcome, guys. Hello, hey. Katie. Thank you. So, okay, are you guys the founders of Rocket City Improv? One of us is. One of you. Yes, one of us. That would be me. Yes. Matt, yeah. Yes. So I'm one of the founders of Rocket City Improv. Okay. And you are from Chicago? No, I'm correct? from Huntsville, actually. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, was, I grew up here. Uh, I actually went to UAH, mm-hmm. and then I left for Chicago in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and pursued improv at Improv Olympic or IO Theater. Took mm-hmm. some classes, did some things, and uh, realized Chicago was a cool town. Uh, decided to stay. Eventually made it on to uh, a couple house teams at I.O., and uh, then I uh, eventually moved over to Annoyance Theater in Chicago, trained there, and then I took a long hiatus, and okay. uh, and we eventually, we ended up back in Huntsville in 2017. There's a bit of a, of a void of improv happening in Huntsville at that time, so I got with a couple other folks, and we decided to try to do some Chicago-style long-form improv that hadn't been done here in Huntsville, and that was uh, December 2018, mm-hmm. and we've been uh, rock and rolling since then. Do you feel Huntsville has its own style of improv now? Because you said there's oh, a Chicago Oh, yeah, style. yeah. Uh, no, that's a good question. I guess, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a, it's a Huntsville-down Chicago style, so, yeah. you know, if, if without getting too deep in the weeds, you know, most people are familiar with improv from Whose Lines It Anyways, mm-hmm. which is short form game based improv. And so Chicago does it a little bit different where it's longer scenes, more sketches that go from one scene to the next. And so mm-hmm. we've uh, we've kind of honed our craft here locally to do a, what, what we've been doing recently is a, a show called Stories on Stage, where we have special guests. They'll come on, they'll tell some stories, and then we do you know five to ten minutes worth of improvised scenes based off those stories, which okay. is similar to a, a, a format called the Armando Diaz Experience, which is a Chicago okay. style of show. How did you get involved? I want to yeah. understand so that. So I grew up in San Diego and came out here for school, and I had done improv in high school, so... Uh, there's a theater in, I think it's LA-based, maybe Austin-based, is Comedy Sports, which is one of those short-form, sort of more gamey uh, formats. And they had a high school program in all of uh, through the LA theater in all of Southern California, mm-hmm. which is an incredible program. Um, so I got to do I got to do improv uh, with my classmates, and we we would do improv. Uh, we had a team, and they would send sort of professional improvisers down to teach workshops and and sort of MC the shows and so that was my exposure is doing that I did that all four years of high school and and then yeah, I came out here for school and didn't do, there wasn't much improv around and uh, and decided I wanted to pick back up and it would have been June of 2021 um, mm-hmm. I Started going to the theater, uh, did did some classes with Matt, and, uh, and that's and at Shenanigans. At Shenanigans about. Theater, mm-hmm. yeah, a, an incredible nonprofit theater on on Lehman's Ferry, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, started started performing with you guys for the I think probably the August show was the first one I yeah I think in on. so yeah Sparky came saw a fun show we did uh, very similar to the stories on stage we had the Huntsville uh, Ghost Tour folks mm-hmm. doing some. You know, naughty Huntsville tales, and so it was, it was a fun. I think R-rated show. It was it was a fun show, right. and Sparky was there. And uh, one of the, one of the things that we'll end shows with a lot of times is we say, "Hey, this looks like fun. Guess what? It is. Uh, we're doing classes here, and we just start up classes that myself and uh, Kim Wilson, one of the founders of Shenanigans yeah. Comedy Theater, that they. Uh, so we we teach it together, and Sparky, yeah, end up doing the level one, level two with us, and then. 
we uh, we just had a, a situation where we needed some more folks, and so uh, tapped Sparky to join us, and it was uh, yeah, I was off to the races. It was great. Can you talk a little bit more about your partnership with uh, Kimberly, like how you got improv over to? shenanigans. Kim has a, a quite a bit of improv experience as well. She actually did most of her training in Austin, Texas with comedy sports and some other folks down there. Mm-hmm. So she and, and her, her wife, uh, Jessica, had a theater, uh, a little town outside of Huntsville and been doing that for a while. And then she formed an improv group from kind of her collective of folks there. So interestingly enough, kind of at the same time we were starting up, she was also starting up a, another improv group. And we had had one member that was like our crossover member that was involved with both. Mm-hmm. And so through him, I got to get introduced to uh, Kim and, and her wife. And so we, you reach a point where you start, you're, you're rehearsing all the time and you're like, okay, well, we're doing all this. This would be really fun to actually perform somewhere. And at that time, you know, Serendipity had it where they were opening up the Shenanigans Comedy Theater. And so we were just able, we just connected, and uh, I think it was, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. It allows us a, a great venue to perform, and mm-hmm. you know we help out with other improv shows, help her with the classes, and so it's just been a, it's been a great relationship so far for both of us. Now, Matt and Sparky, I want you to talk about who your influences were in comedy, like growing up or when you first started getting interested in improv, like who did you study? Weird Al was one of my first like musical <laughs> and comedy influences. You know, I have very like distinct memories of like putting on the video camera and right. lip syncing. You know, I'm fat or you know that kind of thing. And then in typical, you know, my, I'm, I'm I'll be 40 next week, and so I'm of that mm-hmm. age group where at one point in time, you know, Adam Sandler was like the funniest guy on the, the mm-hmm. face of the planet. And so, uh, but w- one that really connected with me that is a little more uh, off the radar was there was a sketch show on MTV. TV in the 90s called The State, hmm. and it was a bunch of NYU kids, and somehow they got the access to MTV <laughs> and had this show on, like, Sunday nights that was just super odd and bizarre, and so that was probably one of the bigger influences of, of seeing, like, really kind of goofy, weird sketch comedy, mm-hmm. so I, I think that was really what led me down the road of, of thinking, you know, man, I really, I really like comedy. This is fun. Yeah, uh, okay. a guy named David Neal, who was one of our coaches for comedy sports, fantastic uh, improviser. Mm-hmm. But um, it was interesting doing improv in high school, you know, starting as like, I don't know, 14-year-old, whatever you are in, mm-hmm. in high school, where we just had sort of this enclave that we were all kind of each other's inspiration. And, of course, the upperclassmen that we would see perform with so much confidence and, and bravado was was always super inspiring. In terms of other comedy, I've definitely had weird influences of um, – my dad has been a, a great influence on me of just finding completely strange comedy. Like, you know, I, I watched Python from a very young age and he also put me onto the uh, this amazing troupe from the 1970s called the Fireside Theater, mm-hmm. which is just like the most inane, uh, <laughs> insane – Is that Del Close? No, okay. no, it's it was just a couple of LA comedians. Do you know Fireside Theater? I've heard of Fireside yeah, Theater. Yeah, I mean they're they're like one of these very niche, but they would uh, they had an album called "Don't Crush That Dwarf, Hand Me the Pliers," um, <laughs> which is just this this absurdist uh, mm-hmm. kind of dope humor that my dad and I quote back to each other. You yeah. know, uh, if I'm eating too messy, he'll say, "Don't eat with your hands, son. Use your entrenching tool." Um, <laughs> So it was just like it was just that words mean nothing, right? And uh, and you could just you could just have fun, and yeah, that was sort of it was off to the races from there. 
Do you guys remember your first improv shows, like individually or together even? I I can remember the first ones here. So I'm also a graduate of Lehigh School, and I did the magnet theater program my senior year. So I I would be like late to football practice because I was doing theater, you know, last period of class. It's like high school musical. I was about to say classic high school musical. The real Troy Bolton. You know, it was. Carter. It was it was interesting to, yeah. to say the least. And so that was really how I got introduced to this idea of improv and mm-hmm. uh, and staying at UAH. I had made some different connections in the theater world, and there was a guy in Eugene Banks who um, I owe a huge debt of gratitude as far as like really getting things going with the the improv. And he uh, he was down in Birmingham, moved up here to Huntsville, started up a troupe called Face to Face. So I think this was June of two thousand. One no, 2002. It was June of 2002, I think. So we're getting close to 20 years ago. And that was the first show. We did a wow. coffee shop over in Decatur. I mean, I was 21 years old. Uh, it was another guy that I'd gone to high school with, Jamil. He and I did it with uh, uh, Fred Sayers and a couple folks from uh, Birmingham that were old troop mates. And so mm-hmm. it, it was just... It, troop you know, mates? I've yeah, never yeah. heard that term uh, before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. How, I don't how know. many people were at the coffee shop? It, it was it was sold out. Uh, it was probably you know probably forty fifty people wow. each show. Oh, yeah, wow. so it was, we had a nice little turnout, and I mean, I, there there are tapes of this somewhere that I need <laughs> I to need go dig out. So much, I, I, you know. That was one of the things you know. T- I would take my VHS camcorder and record all <laughs> these improv shows. Like I'm I'm, I'm going to watch these again. Like, you're going to gonna mail them in. Yeah, <laughs> mail them in. Get found. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I don't know what I was expecting from that. Yeah, you speak to your first improv show memory. So my first improv show, and I think we've talked about this before, completely broke me because um, – so our uh, – our the high school that we went to was sort of a very oh, yeah. artsy high school. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a football team. So on Friday nights to kind of fill the void, it was a thing to do to go see our improv shows. And we had sort of two theaters, um, the, the biggest of which we call the Presidium. Um, and every year we would do our teacher match. Uh, so, you know, it's 4v4 sort of uh, competitive in quotation marks. Um, and and one show a year, we'd have the teachers. They'd come and they'd do improv and they'd be mm-hmm. terrible at it. But, you know, you're seeing your English teacher tell jokes and it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so people turn out for that. And that was my first show. I was uh, – I think I was a freshman. It was like late my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do one half. Uh, and it was to like 420-something people. Oh, my God. Um, just like <laughs> – screaming incredibly highly mm-hmm. energetic crowd and the person who was uh emceeing at the time um you know they have a weird character called mr voice who does mm-hmm. like voiceover is now like a professional voiceover artist okay. so he was, he was already <laughs> super good so it felt like super high production value and mm-hmm. yeah so that was that was my that was my dipping my toes into it and i'm sure i was just absolutely insufferable after that show of like, yeah, you see me up there. Yeah, I was telling some jokes. So, so you were totally uh, nervous and, uh, and uh, oh, yeah. shaking. I was, and, I was terrified. Yeah. I was terrified. But, oh, you're not kidding. I oh, was no, totally no, 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 no. I was, <laughs> I was absolutely, I mean, I'm, I still get nervous for shows. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah, it's sure. still, Can there's you guys still talk that. about that? I think it's similar to any sort of performance, right, where mm-hmm. – there's those butterflies. And the thing about improv, which it's is... It's unscripted. Yeah, and that's yeah. where, like, for, for me, that's liberating because I, like, I don't have to, quote, unquote, prepare mm. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I like that aspect to it. But that's generally when you talk to people where you're like, oh, I, I do improv. And they're like, oh, you don't... So you just go out there on stage, you don't have anything? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, that terrifies me. And, like, 
I, I, I can understand that sentiment. Yeah. But I, I like the fact that you don't have to prepare for anything. However, that's still in the back of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like yeah. you get that question like, hey, how's the show going to be tonight? You're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope it goes really well. Yeah. Because uh, we have nothing prepared, uh, <laughs> and so. It's it, you get nervous, but you know you just have to trust the, you know the, the craft yeah. and the things you've done. And there's and that's part of like you know when we teach our classes, there's you know almost let's call them hacks, right? There's mm-hmm. ways that you kind of recognize certain things and you know how to uh, respond or, or was, behave in certain ways. I was going to ask about the the common thing with improv where you pick an audience member and you get to know them for like about a minute, and then you act out an entire scene based on the little bit of personality that you got from them. What goes through your mind? Like, how do you absorb that and then act it out on stage? Yeah, I think the trick with that is um, is you learn to listen in a really specific way, which is huge for improv, is, is very careful listening. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are everybody when they're speaking or, or giving information is always giving out way more information than I think they realize. Right. Um, you know, they'll mention just a person in passing. And if they give like a name and like the smallest little description of who they are, mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, that's Carol. She's sort of cranky. <laughs> You'll say that you without even thinking that. of it, yeah. and then and then when you're you know when you start doing scenes based off of it, you you have to uh, yeah. you you key in on those things, and it's like all right, well, Carol is going to be the crankiest human being <laughs> you've ever seen in your life, yeah. and it's all of these small even things like small phrasing of just like I'm you know I'm I'm way over this of mm-hmm. just like you know the smallest things you you can you can key in on and. And find some material for yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's just that hyper listening, which is just a, a core function of quality improv. Is you have to listen, you have to listen. So when someone's doing a two minute interview about their day, it's it's really listening on, and on those little things that kind of make you like your ears perk up, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where if you do it enough, like like Sparky said, somebody will say something, maybe even phrase it incorrectly, or they'll reference something more than once, and mm-hmm. it's all those things that you're like, huh? Like, what? what what's, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And then and they kind of just hone in yeah. on that. And, yeah. and then also, you, you can, from the person being interviewed or talking, you know, you're able to pick up on the audience's reaction to what's being said, too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big clue for, okay, this is the audience is finding this interesting, so let's explore this more, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. that's also just getting to what's such uh, so neat about improv as a performance piece is that mm-hmm. it truly is everybody is there together, right? Yeah. The audience helps drive where the show goes and, and what works and what doesn't work, and so you get that immediate feedback. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this, and then it's like, oh, that didn't – that didn't resonate, so let me pivot. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is working. Let's let's go this way. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you have a scripted show and you, like, tell your joke yeah. and then it's like nobody responds, you're like, well. I, That's I, all I, I had. Yeah. See I got, you later. I got, I yeah, hope, yeah. You, I hope you like that one because yeah. I got five more just like it. Oh, man. Oh, I was really hoping you'd like oil leasing jokes. <laughs> have you guys tried stand-up before? I've written some stuff, but I don't think I've mm. ever – I haven't really gotten up. Um, yeah. It's a it's a really different it's a different sort of art form mm-hmm. altogether, but there are definitely some some parallels. Of yeah. There's similarities because it's it's the same thing when you're taking classes or doing improv. You're learning how like what things resonate with people, right? Where what we talk about a lot in teaching improv is that what people really respond to is relationships, and mm-hmm. so 
you know, and that and that's that common observational type of stuff, right? So if you're your stand up and you're talking about relationships, or you ever see people do this, you know, yeah. it's we're essentially doing that same kind of thing, but in a in a scene as opposed to you know like what's the deal with you know what you know <laughs> ironing this is the deal with yeah, it. yeah. it's all right so you do it. see it yeah you right exactly so you see the deal with ironing and like uh and so it's it's a show don't tell kind of thing yeah. in some ways but yeah i i i am fascinated by stand up i've always mm-hmm. loved stand up it's just such a different animal yeah. uh, i just you know maybe when i'm 50 <laughs> improv was about the 10 years yeah exactly i want you to talk a, a little bit about how you bring on new people like what's required of people to to join rocket city improv or potentially join rocket city sure. improv because yeah. we have justin kaiser we have kyle stark some amazing improv comedians here in huntsville can you talk on that there is no set formula uh a lot of a lot of times it's need uh needs based right. <laughs> yeah where it's like we, we got, need we people or we need six. Oh man <laughs> we, we need people and so the best way to get involved with improv in Huntsville is really two different ways, at least at Shenanigans Comedy Theater. And mm-hmm. then right now there's nothing else going on that I'm aware of. And it's doing one of the classes. So we typically will do a beginners and an intermediate class you know, mm-hmm. for six weeks, and we try to do those every few months. There's that. And then if you've had any sort of improv experience, we've been doing a new show called Maestro, which right. is open to folks who have done the classes and open to people that have some sort of, uh, you know, quality experience where they, you know, took a class somewhere else or, or mm-hmm. did that sort of thing. And, and so really through that, it's, it's, getting, it's getting the stage time, participating. And then, you know, if, if the need arises and we, we need people, it's trying to find those that we think are, are going to yeah. be a good fit and that we, we think are funny and, you know, want to mm-hmm. have them in, in the fold. And so it's, uh, yeah, I'd like to say it's more uh me- mechanical than that but it's really just kind of a, a feel the truth is that you have to bribe matt i mean that was all really good cover but and it's not money what? it's not money it's like you know how like birds will bring you like shells and shiny things and, okay like, yeah. like magpies magpies yeah, b- bottle right. caps I'm a huge yeah. magpie guy if you can find a dove egg a dove egg you are you are straight on the team does dove it have egg. to be alive the well, egg the magpie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes, it needs to. It's easier to find a dead one, I think. Well, that's... And, well, that's, easier that to is handle not useful. One. Yeah, that's yeah, a high not. bar. It's a high <laughs> bar. We just can't we're, let anyone... We're very selective in, in this <laughs> yeah. group. Wow. <laughs> that's... Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Maestro. Can you talk about um, Improv Thunderdome? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've talked a lot. You can talk. Sure. Improv Thunderdome (laughs) is a a short form show, um, Mm -hmm. very kind of in the style of um, comedy sports. uh, And we have two teams that will, uh, you know, sort of trade off playing a variety of games. Some of them are are what we call line games. So it's Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of standing in a line and, um, you know, we're either trying to tell a story a word at a time or – doing some some rhyming games or, or dictionary dictionary yeah where you're sort of all trying to work together and mm-hmm. um uh and then you'll also have scene games where you'll have uh two people two or three people doing a scene and there's usually some twist some game to it so mm-hmm. um game like new choices you have people doing the doing a scene and then 
And any time the referee can call out a new choice and you have to you have to make a new decision about what you just said. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it, it's it's a it's a fun show. Um, I think it's a it's an approachable really. It's sort of like a it's more. In the yeah, it's, it's so, digestible. Right. And, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's something that most people are going to be a little more familiar with, and and one of the things I'll add to it back to your previous sure. question is, you know, that's that's something where I know we are trying to foster the idea of independent teams getting into Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So you know, other folks that maybe have that experience that are wanting to have stage time, uh, that that's potentially an avenue to form your own team and and then participate and compete in Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it's it's a really, yeah, it's an easy show to to get into. You have a lot of regulars that come to that one. It's just kind of, it's it's a fun, silly show. And um, it's, like you said, it's a little more digestible. Sometimes we we have to do like a 30-second explainer (laughs) before what we do just because most people have not seen it before. So it's a little, there's a lot of first time viewers like the first like round of scenes it's mm. a lot of like uh, what's what, <laughs> a lot that, of confusion that, that man just ran across the stage why and uh so I, i've now i've gotten better i've learned yeah. their experience to be like this is what we're going to do and this is what you're going to see mm-hmm. and so people understand a little bit more a little more explainer yeah exactly um so i gotta bring it up improvisational comedy seems to be the one that gets ragged on the most. Oh, sure. Yeah. Can, oh, you, yeah. can you talk about what, like any theories you may have of why and oh, any rebuttals that you have to put out there? Oh, no, it's valid. All the criticism oh, okay. is valid. Right. It's a nerdy, weird That was not expected, to... Sparky. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It is high art. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just we're smarter than everybody else. And the comedians are dumb and sketch writers are, are cowards because they, they just... need to know their lines. I did not and, invite you wow. to... Uh, come here and hate on other people? That just sounds no. defensive, Sparky. Well, uh, did you invite me to lie? Because <laughs> one or the other. That's the option. Because I can lie or I can say that. <laughs> say so, the truth. Well, Sparky will be leaving town here in a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks. So I, am, I am leaving town he's, at uh, the end of the month. Wow, so. he's just like throwing <laughs> grenades behind his back as he walks away. Uh, yeah. yeah. And let me I, tell you something about collard greens, Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're, they're fantastic. I think I, you know. Here's here's a theory, right? Most people's experience with improv has been the Office episodes of Michael Scott doing okay. improv, right? And it's like, it is, here's a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, it is unbelievable how much of a touchstone that pre- it really those is. episodes are. It really is. And uh, I mean, look, it's one of those things that I think it's easy to poke fun at because it is mm-hmm. kind of goofy, and, and in most formats that you see, it's just kind of like it's a little. It could be corny. Yeah. It could be very corny, mm-hmm. right? And that was really one of the things when I started Rocket City, which I wanted to try to set out to do, was introduce that idea of the Chicago long-form style that has such a different feel and vibe to what most people are used to with the Who's Lines anyways or yeah. Michael Scott on the uh, on, you know, the <laughs> office. And you can see some really, really cool things. And, and I think it's also just one of those ex- – it's an experiential type of art where if you're there in the crowd yeah. and a part of it – the, you know, you get into that whole artsy fartsy, you know, the vibe, and you know, there's a, that group mind, and mm-hmm. it's a really cool experience when you see yeah. a really fun show. And I think that's part of it too, right? Bad improv is really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Bad improv is it's painful. Yeah. Um, and so that's where you you really have to strive to do good work, and it's it's tough. It's it's challenging to to really mm-hmm. hit on all cylinders all the time. But uh, yeah, in terms of like the culture and how we talk about improv, a lot of like writers and comedians 
kind of get their start doing improv. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll do it in college. Get and, the creative juices flowing. Yeah, and, and it'll yeah. be like a very – something they do earlier in their career mm-hmm. before they kind of uh, kind of go and, and write for TV shows or movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably some like, oh, well, that's a that's – a, Something you do when you're 21 and, and <laughs> right. eat only bagel bites and pop tarts. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, that's super goofy. That's yeah. a, it's right. a stepping stone. And right. that that's that was really what was interesting for me with my time in Chicago is that there's really there is that two driving schools mm-hmm. of thought where improv is a uh, springboard for something else, mm-hmm. and then uh, really it's uh, Del Close who is this improv guru in Chicago. Uh, there's a really interesting documentary on Hulu called Diary of a Madman, mm-hmm. and he was the one that like really set the the stage for improv is is the end it's not just a means to an end it's it it can be done really well and be really interesting and so he you know he really elevated the the format to something that is in and of itself something that can be viewed and enjoyed not just like mm-hmm. an exercise but mm-hmm. again it's got to be really good like that's yeah. that, that's the yeah. that's the challenge it's got to be really good and you mentioned before stories on stage. I feel that's one of the greatest shows you could go out and see, you know, oh, at Shenanigans. Yeah. Um, and you've had Greg Screws. You've had uh, Chill City. Can you talk about how you choose who comes on those shows? Like, what's the screening process? It's a very it's scientific funny. process. Okay. By which I'm uh, ready. Beth Ridgway, yep. our, one of our teammates, <laughs> uh, says who's going to be the, uh, the monologist and who's going to come guest and we say great thanks beth we say thank you, we say, thank you so much <laughs> thank you for doing you this don't work look out that we for are... the stories or anything like that yeah. you we just started sort of... to beth is just she's such a, a awesome person mm-hmm. and she just knows a lot of folks in town is connected into that scene and and frankly that's why i, I always tell mom i i had three small children and, and, and work and i'm just like i don't have time to yeah. like i barely have time for us to do like shows right. and rehearsals yeah. so right. it's just it's a challenge and beth takes that on and just knocks it out of the park Best. for us yeah, yeah she's yeah she's awesome so she's she's the one that all the credit for getting anyone on stage to do the stories on stage is mm-hmm. all beth yeah oh man oh and, go ahead and regardless of who it is we're operating under the assumption that you know, we're hearing what they're what the audience is hearing, and the audience is going to see what we do with it. Everything besides that is sort of it's it's up to us. So. Yeah, and and that's that's part of it too, right? We don't want to drive too much of what the topics should be. I think maybe you know we can talk about topics that might not again that high probability of success, mm-hmm. right, and avoid certain topics. But regardless, our job is to provide a platform for people to tell some stories yeah, and then we do improv off of it. Right. right. So it's our job to take whatever's out there and uh, try to make it entertaining and mm-hmm. funny. And so that's you know, <laughs> part of the challenge with it and part of the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys would do if you weren't doing improv? Have you thought about that? I'd like to get into yachting. Oh, okay. No clue. I don't know. It's uh, it would be some sort of other creative outlet. I think yeah. whether you know that where I'd pick up a guitar more or mm. do more theater or, or something. I don't. I don't know. I, I've always had that side that I need some sort of creative outlet and. That's where lack of preparation and art form yeah. cross paths. <laughs> it's it's improv, uh, it, you know. But I've, I have I have been doing it off and on for over twenty years, and it's mm-hmm. been something that's been a, a huge part of my life yeah. for a very long time. So you know, I could say it very flippantly, like oh, I just you know the lack of preparation. But mm-hmm. it's something that I've uh, put a lot of time and, and effort in, and it's been a ton of fun being able to do it again. But 
it's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I would just do some other sort of creative outlet. If it wasn't improv. That's so ironic because it's you, you've prepared for so long to not prepare. Yeah. All. Right. 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 <laughs> I've been working at not preparing for a very long time. Uh, that's it's yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a memoir title in there somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> you can get it somewhere. I think that's just the story of my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm working to not prepare for something. Uh, right. Yeah. Because. I mean, that's yeah. working that's, hard to hardly work. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. No. Got it. Nailed it. Oh, God. Slam Print it up. No. Print it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no? Okay. Katie, the editor, says no. <laughs> Absolutely no. Yeah. We can cut that from the tape, right? Yeah, can we cut that? Cut the that. tape? Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no tape. I see There's the no tape. tape. I see the tape deck right there. God. It's right next to the wax cylinders. <laughs> Are you... T- you tell me this is not on cassette. Have you time traveled? Like we're here, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. WLRH needs your support. We can't keep recording great public radio on wax cylinders. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Oh yeah. Okay, of course oh, yeah. it is. So very so, delicate things. Very yeah. Old. What you would be doing? Oh, what would I be doing? If you weren't doing Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I kind of have to figure it out. Um, I'm moving, so. uh, Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I think I'd like to to try to write more. But, yeah, I I love improv. It is, is, you know, one of those things that just lifts up my day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, it's a, when, when it hits and yeah. you're in that zone and things are going really well and you have a great show it's 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 the same as any other performance high that you yeah. get it's just yeah. you get a buzz from it and it's fun and mm-hmm. it's just it and it's fun because the purpose of it is to try to make people laugh and yeah. so you know sharing that experience with people and that's what's also getting again into the super artsy fartsy part about it is that you're doing something that's only going to be done one time and mm-hmm. so it really is a cool experience for people to see something and know that, wow, that's the first and only time that will ever be done. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun and that was a funny scene and that was cool. And it's the first and last time. That's yeah. also the like the hard part of it, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. God, I wish we just do that ever again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no recurring characters or no. anything like that. Exactly. <laughs> I, wanted, I have wanted to do that before. Uh, I just like have a really dumb... Cranky Carol? Yeah. <laughs> over and over again? <laughs> Yeah, people are lining up. Just completely ruin the entire show. It's just like people out there, I want to see Cranky Carol. They're all dressed up like yeah. your character, yeah, exactly. Cranky yeah. Carol. Everybody's dressed up as Cranky. I just have to walk on stage and be like, Carol, keep it down. Carol, and everybody loses their minds. I came yeah. to see Cranky Carol. <laughs> Carol. What is your favorite, each of your favorite corny jokes just your own or something you heard on a popsicle stick oh i'll i'll give credit to my my beautiful wife katie this is hers it's how do you make a tissue dance how do you You make a a little boogie in it oh yeah okay okay fair enough fair enough it's corny yep that's that's corny corny. that's That's really good that's yeah I don't know. Sparky. I honestly, honestly, this is so embarrassing. Or a dad I'm completely joke. drawing, drawing a Anything. blank. I know. That's, I, it's the same way. This is actually a tough question for me because, like, uh, I've yeah. never, I, I, again, I just have been preparing not to prepare. Gotcha. I, I've never been one of those guys that remember jokes. Like, I'll, I'll like, try to retell a joke and then it's like, yeah. it's lost in the yeah. ether. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what was that? that was I'm not good line. at remembering those either. Yeah, honestly. they're hard. Yeah. They're hard. Yeah. Um, 
trying to buy time for Sparky here. Uh, yeah, it's not working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's an aerospace engineer, so okay. there's probably an engineer joke that you oh, have okay. to know. Um, oh, I do, actually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. It's an engineering management joke. Okay. Right. Those are my favorite. Um, uh, an engineering manager uh, uh, gets a, a request for a proposal about making a human baby. Mm-hmm. And he takes it to his engineers and like, give me everything there is to know about making children. And they come back after rigorous research and they say, all right, it takes one person with a womb <laughs> to carry a child for nine months mm-hmm. and you get one child. And the engineering manager says, great, get me nine engineers and I'll get a baby in one month. <laughs> yeah. There are engineers across the Tennessee Valley rolling, they are laughing, cackling, cackling yeah, at that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's the new Cranky Carol. <laughs> Tell the one about the babies. <laughs> You're just manifesting it. I, just uh, don't yeah, know. I know. No, Our next show is going to be weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, do you guys have any hidden talents or fun facts that people should know about you personally? Oh, God. So... Uh, and this this goes into just with performance and I guess kind of sure. quote unquote creativity. When I was mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid, also really I was really into magic, like like okay. not ma- like magic tricks and th- those yeah. kinds of things. There was a summer like when out I was of the like, box or yeah, and just yeah, learning yeah. card tricks okay. and all those things. And like I would be like in fifth grade doing like magic shows for like classmates. Nice. And so I was just at twelve. I took magic lessons from a guy <laughs> like every Monday <laughs> afternoon for like that summer. How and much I learned were the lessons? Like fifteen bucks, and he would give me like props and like. Wow. What would you What would you call a, a magician mentor? I don't know. There's no word for that? I don't that? know. Th- yeah, I don't no. know if there is a word for that. I wish there was. There wow. should be. Like, yeah. a mas- like, a, uh, like a master magician. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Man. But that was, that, I mean, that's not totally surprising, given yeah. that like, I'm still... You know, <laughs> it surprised me when I first heard it. Really? And that's usually, bit. that's like my go-to, like a little known, like if you're playing those party games, yeah, like little yeah. known facts sort of thing. So that, that, right, would, right. that would be mine. Okay. Okay. Sparky? Um... I played baseball with Trevor Hoffman's kids when I was in. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's fine. Do you know who Trevor Hoffman is? No, who is that? He was a closer for the San Diego Padres. Uh, Okay. He has the second most saves of all time. You mentioned your dad earlier as somebody who uh, was a big influence comedically. But for each of you, who makes you laugh the most in life now? My kids. I mean, they're yeah. just there's seven, five, and three. So at the those age, those are good ages. There's to at make the age which is yeah. yeah, just weird <laughs> stuff comes out, and it's just it's just funny. And they each have different personalities, mm. and yeah, they they, they make me laugh because they're yeah. just they're just silly and goofy right now. This might be recency bias, but um, one of my oldest friends, Scott, uh, who I got to see that over this past weekend, um, we both have very similar uh tastes in in comedy Mm -hmm. but also complementary so we'll we'll both see the exact same thing we were both watching the the new uh have you seen the uh, what's it called the ultimatum it's like a new netflix dating show it's very dumb i know what you're talking about um but we all we would have to do is just point out like one little thing uh like grand you know somebody would say something (laughs) weird and we both say it and just laugh hysterically and Mm -hmm. yeah and do you guys have any final thoughts or show plugs to make before we go? Any last words before you leave <laughs> before Alabama? Before you murder me? Yeah. <laughs> before I turn into Cranky um, Carol. <laughs> You're passing the torch to yeah. Matt. Yeah. Matt is going to be Cranky Carol from now on. 
Um, no, you should go. You should go see an improv show and do an improv class because it's it's amazing and anybody can do it. Literally anybody can do it. There's such a wide range of people who are doing classes at the theater now. And yeah, the shows are a ton of fun. Uh, you should go out and see it. Do it now. This is what you've been waiting for. <laughs> do it now, Helen. I know you're listening. It's a complete call shot. <laughs> go see a show. This is. There's definitely a Helen listening. Yeah. Uh, I would just plug the theater in general. Yeah. You know, shenanigans yeah. Comedy Theater shows every Friday, Saturday, HuntsvilleLaughs.com. They have a Facebook page where you can see all the, the show calendars. So you see everything coming up. And okay. on Instagram, because Beth, again, Beth, is uh, yeah, <laughs> she's managing the social media presence. So a lot of stuff on Instagram mm-hmm. as well. Um, definitely, as, as Park go, uh, said, go see an improv show. Uh, the classes are, are fun, I think. I teach them. Uh, we, and as you said, our goal is to demystify it and, and make it where anybody can can do it. Our shows, Rocket City Improv shows, are typically first Fridays of every mm-hmm. month. So come out and see us. And then uh, we perform in uh, lots of other improv shows during the month. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for, for stopping in today and talking with me. Thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. This was a ton of fun. Thank yeah. you, Katie.